All right, here we go. The next episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying healthy, staying safe out there. We're finding that as time goes on, and and I'd mentioned this uh, previously from uh, on a couple of different occasions where we're finding documents or notes or whatever, social media posts or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, talking about things being uh, true, what previously was being labeled as misinformation or as you know being false, um, and then coming back and, and saying that it's true. You know, we talked. They talked about ivermectin and you know and uh, hydrochloroquine and how I specifically you know uh, ivermectin was a horse dewormer. You know, and it's also been can be used in cattle and then also oh in humans. And then they come out and said, oh yeah, 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 that's that's true. We can we can you know we were wrong. It's it's okay now. You can use it in humans and whatever. And all these people were piling onto it and and. You know, spreading disinformation about things that they were calling disinformation, and all these paid shills that were um, receiving compensation for repeating this narrative. And it didn't matter that people were dying or or becoming you know very sick um, because you know it stayed within the narrative and it stayed on on point on message, and so it didn't matter to them because their uh, story was being told the way that they. We're wanting it to be told and, and lives and people be damned. And on the flip side, then with promoting and pushing the vaccination, we're seeing how that there are definitely some issues there. And, um, you know, some of the um, side effects of it. And then uh, found this one uh, back on uh, February 24th. Immunity acquired from a COVID infection is as protective as vaccine as vaccination against severe illness and death study finds. And it says the immunity generated from an infection was found to be at least as high, if not higher, than the provided by two doses of an mRNA vaccine. And this is coming from NBC News. So all along, okay, all along in specifically NBC News and others, it said, no, it's not true. There's no... There's no immunity from getting it. There is no immunity. There's no immunity. There is no immunity. There's no immunity. It's not proven. There is no immunity. And then all of a sudden now, 2023, oh, there is immunity. So what I understand is, is why that these people, and not just NBC News specifically, but others who promoted false information, who provided and promoted it in social media, when are they going to be held accountable? Never, but why not? Why aren't these people being held accountable? If you were paid, if you were providing information based on um, receiving this information and and knowing that there is, um, it's not true or that there is a potential of it to be not true, and you're you're replying or you're pushing it out as fact. There needs to be accountability, but there won't be that. But it doesn't make sense. So 
after all this is said and done, um, or at least the the main part of of the um, problem is is gone, I guess most say. Now we're coming on saying his opposite. Oh, and then also, and unfortunately, I don't have anybody cited. I forgot to get that one too. Also, we're seeing, also we're seeing that now that maybe um, COVID did originate in the the lab there in Wuhan. So, all these things that people can can uh, construed as being um, false or um, made up or conspiracy. Uh, is coming back and, and they're saying, no, it's true. Oh, no, there is some truth to that. Or, or you know, we were, you know, there is immunity. No, you don't need all the shots. And yet there are still folks out there pushing these false narratives. They're pushing half-truths or no-truths. They're pushing out that um, masks work. They're pushing out all these things that continually that aren't true. And again, as, as I said, this is just a, an opportunity for folks to be controlling of others and figuring out ways how they can control the masses. And we're seeing that next with these uh, quote-unquote 15-minute cities, and I'm going to probably have some more information down the road on those, but they're looking for opportunities and ways to be able to control you and why, why the masses so wholeheartedly follow the government that they believe everything that they say they wholeheartedly um regurgitate this garbage um and continue to push these narratives when um, they know it's false and why is that why do they want to protect the government why are they so protective why are they so in lockstep with them because they have no interest in helping them out they have no uh, interest of doing anything for them it seems that no matter who most people are, if not all of them, if they go into, if they go to D.C. to serve in a position there, elected position there, what is it about that when they go there that they become this egotistical, um, self-centered, uh, government, you know, hide everything for from everybody type of government official? Where are the people that actually represent who are the individuals that really represent the people? There are few and far between. Why is there being done more to be having hearings to bring about some of this information out there and finding out why this stuff is being hidden and what's, you know, especially in reference to January 6th. That's another one, false narrative, false information being spewed out there. We have sitting uh, Congress people and sitting senators that continue to to spew garbage lies about individuals and yet no accountability, no retribution for um, being a, a false, you know, providing false information to the masses. And it seems like people really, in most part, don't care or. They feel like that they have this affiliation because they are, um, you know, the same party affiliation. So therefore, it's party over everything, and that doesn't make any sense. I don't think that every time that everything comes down the pipe, that's always, you know, a person could be anti-government. But we also shouldn't be everything about what the government says either, and and swallow it whole. There's many times that folks that 
um, have provided information claiming that it to be true and for whatever reason it wasn't and then they continue to um, you know step in line and I go back to um, the opioid crisis and and dope sick and 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 the, watching that movie and seeing what happened there and how the government was protecting the the pharmaceutical companies there and putting out all this fault allowing this false information to be put out there and that's just one one instance and I'm sure there are many more so why are they continue to um, allow that to happen is, is beyond me but enough of of that moving on it seems that, that I've really been struggling a lot lately with um, just sharing some insight. Um, what I've been experiencing is uh, learning more about how certain foods have an effect on the body. And again, here's there's all kinds of information out there, and trying to wade through what's true and and what's not true is is difficult and it's challenging and it's frustrating at times. But especially when you're learning about foods that you really enjoy, that you, um, you know, kind of have uh, an affinity for, um, finding out that, it, you know, it does have a negative effect on our bodies. And one of those is peanuts. And, and I love peanut butter. And it was a, it's a main staple, been a main staple for me for many years. Put peanut butter on everything, toast, on BLTs. Um, on pancakes, on waffles, man. I mean, I put that on everything, you know, love it. Celery, whatever, man, just put peanut butter, peanut butter sandwiches. And yet, um, you know, the research and what I've been seeing and reading is, is that it isn't good for you. It is bad for you. It's bad for your stomach. It's bad for your system. And, and so now I'm coming to the conclusion, the grips that I've got to figure out a way of, of reducing that and eventually eliminating it from my body. And, and there's other things too, things that um, cause inflammation. And as we, as we get older, as we mature, we don't want to have to deal with um, those type of things and inflammation and soreness. And so, you know, being alert and being understanding of what those things are and figuring out ways to reduce it. And the other thing that's, that's been tough and again, seen a lot of is, is alcohol. And I think I mentioned this before, but the, the negative effect that alcohol has on us, and it doesn't matter if it's beer or or quote-unquote hard liquor or whatever it is, you know, it's going to have a, a negative effect on our bodies, especially, um, you know, if you consume it on a regular basis or um, if you consume it in um, large quantities at a time. And so coming to grips with that and trying to, you know, pretty much eliminate that because you're not, not saying that, that I'm so much the reliant upon it, but you know, I, I like to have a, a, a couple of beers, you know, maybe if I'm having, um, dinner pizza, especially, you know, it goes well, or, um, you know, like a, a glass of bourbon or a couple of glasses of bourbon or whatever, a good, um, a good old fashioned and etc. Um, but knowing though, that that does have a negative effect on me, especially when, uh, it comes to recovery and, and from riding my bike, and so being able to minimize that is, um, has been a challenge and then getting to the point where it's just probably eliminated would be even better. Um, but knowing that the results from that are, are, ver- are far outweigh, far outweigh the short, um, moment of satisfaction when you're drinking that beer or drinking that, um, 
that um, bourbon or whatever it is, you know. And the same thing, I guess, with wine, too, trying to eliminate that. There is some positives to a a good red wine, but, uh, again, you know, in moderation for sure. But understanding, though, that I have to um, fight those urges to want to um, consume those uh, things like peanut butter or um, other high processed foods. That was the other thing is, is, is frustrating a lot of times and, and becoming a, a, a real, for me personally, a love hate relationship is food and, and trying to get away from those processed foods and, and staying with the whole foods and, um, vegetables and, and, um, fruits and, and meats and things like that and staying away from processed crackers or processed breads and sandwiches and things like that. And it is difficult. And so if you're in that same spot and if you conquered it, great, um, it's, that's awesome. And I, and I can appreciate you for that. And, uh, I salute you, celebrate you. Um, if you're in the process of, of trying to do that and you're fighting and you're losing, I encourage you. Um, if you're not aware of some of that stuff, start doing some research, understanding how some of those things that we eat or drink, um, have a negative effect on our bodies and, and, um, encourage you to take that step and, and go through with it. And if you're in the middle, like me, um, as you're learning these things and struggling with them, stay with it um, and understand that there is a positive outcome on the other side. Um, but it's a struggle and it's tough and it's it's hard and it's frustrating. And there's some days, man, I just like, you know, just get really pissed off about it. But I know in the end that if I can control those um, urges and control those situations... Um, that it will benefit myself and my family in the long run. Yeah, granted, man, you could die tomorrow, get hit by a bus or whatever. I get that. But in the meantime, while we're here, you know, we need to make good use of it. We need to take care of ourselves. And the other thing I'm doing more research on and learning more and need to do more is seed oils and understand the negativity they have. And again, the how that they can affect our bodies. And, and again, looking at things that you think are healthy or healthier options, um, laced with seed oils. And so trying to, you know, deal with that and deal with those frustrations. So I hope at least you're in the fight. I hope that you're uh, challenging yourself and I encourage you to continue to go on. If you've, if you're really good about those things, continue to do that. Keep going on that path, encouraging you. Um, if it's not even on your radar and maybe you don't give a crap today, completely understand, but encourage you, encourage you to take some time to start looking at some of those things because it can affect us and, and have uh, a negative or positive impact depending upon you know which way we go with it. And if we don't have that soreness or inflammation or pain that we're dealing with on a daily basis, and that helps us live a, a more meaningful, uh, fulfilled, uh, painless life, then great. And again, I completely understand if, if that's not your thing, if that's not where you want to be, you want to enjoy whatever and, and not worry about it, great. Um, but understand that that um, choices have um, results, or there's um, you know there's some kind of um, moment where you're going to be ha- you know have to account for that, you know, and that if we go one way, it's it's going to be one thing. If it's going to be um, the other direction, it'll be more positive, and and again have a, a, a little bit better lifestyle for us. So I encourage you. Well, again, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying safe, staying healthy out there. I know there's a lot of, of crazy weather here lately, snow, ice, tornadoes, whatnot. Please stay safe and healthy. Stay weather alert. And until next time.